3: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
4: Hey guys, you ever wonder what Phil and I wear while we podcast? You can find out if you join our Patreon. We'll also be talking about the films of 1989, but that's definitely less important than seeing our Zoom backgrounds, our headphone choices, and our sweatshirts.
3: It's true. It's true. You'll get to see all the various pieces of artwork that I have framed on my office wall, and you can see Kenny's garden, sort of. So that's something. That's exciting. It's a hanging garden. It's a hanging garden, Uh, but perhaps more important than anything, uh, we are doing this Patreon to cover the best films of 1989. Uh, Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, with amazing guests like Tom Meissen, Liz Hanna, Joanna Robinson, Brian Cogman, Chuck Hayward. You can sign up at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. And for $5, you'll get access to all the audio of these fantastic episodes. For a few bucks more, you'll get video as well of our 99 and 89 episodes. And perhaps, most importantly, you'll be supporting us uh, so we can just keep making podcast content for you guys.
4: Hello and welcome to Podcasts Like 1999, the podcast where we're talking about the films of 1999 from the pages of the Bible here in 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Nybar. And I'm Phyllis Cove. And with us today is uh, a great man, a great guest, uh, a great shirt and a great beard, Hunter Covington. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, Hunter.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
4: Thank you for coming fantastic. on to talk
3: about the Omega Code with us. Hunter. Yeah, what
4: happened? I, I just All of a sudden, Phil's like Hunter's in for the Omega Code. And I'm like, I thought we were going to pretend that movie doesn't exist. And he's like, oh, no, we're not. We're doing it. And Hunter's coming on. So what's going on?
2: Phil was like, yeah. how bad do you want to watch a movie that's in 4 by 3 <laughs> and that you have to sign up for Tubi to watch? And I was like, <laughs> yes. Just checking all the boxes.
4: Uh, this is, yeah. Phil and I have been doing a lot of 4 3 lately. We have weirdly. Oh, really? Yeah. For whatever That's reason, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we're, <laughs> why? We, we both we both rocked out with the Justice League, of course. We
3: did obviously. We, we
4: did last night, which was uh, which one of my favorite movies ever made. Which is in four three. And here, uh, you know, this obviously is in four three. I mean, this is. I, what what this, they shot like straight to Betamax? I have no idea what, <laughs> what they did here. Well, uh, it was it was Trinity
2: Broadcast Network, so it was sort of made for the movies, but also made for TV.
3: That makes sense. I, that actually I think tracks. that that's
4: a that's a good kind of kind of tagline for this. Sort of made for the movies, but also for TV. Yeah. But as yeah. as Clay as Clay Keller, our, our previous guest, pointed out, it really is made for buses going to church trips.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this was like a very interesting era of. I mean, we're gonna get we're, we're gonna, gonna do get it, into it, yeah. but yeah. um. The book, the Bible Code, which I think is what really drove this movie to be made. And then at the same time, that book series. Fuck, what was it called? Now I'm blanking the, on it. The Da, the, da Vinci wa- Code? No, the Kirk Cameron, the Kirk Cameron
3: movies. Oh, oh, what the fuck are those called? Okay, Left, behind? Left Behind? Left behind. The Left yeah.
2: Behind series was big and then they made those into movies. Also, this movie, I mean, I'm gonna call Dan Brown. I think he stole the Da Vinci Code from it. <laughs> it's very similar.
4: Yes, yes. The, yeah, the Vinci is really, not that's... a The not a great idea. Uh it's really uh it's just someone who can actually write words putting this idea yeah. in a novel. Um, Hunter, yeah. did you read the Bible code?
2: I did not read the Bible code, but I remember I was in college when it came out, ninety seven, mm-hmm. and I remember being very interested in it. Because... So did you read it?
3: No.
4: I did. I didn't so know it existed, I'm, quite honestly. So I'm the expert on this podcast. I lo- obviously I love this. I love yeah. it. Yes, of course. I read it. I was. Why very did you read it? In-
3: what, what drew Why? you to it? I curiosity. It was, hot,
4: it was a hot book. It was hot. It was a, it was a big. It was book. A, It was yeah. a hot book. It was like the. It was like the secret of the moment, right? It was I can like see this, the
3: cover, like in my head. Yeah,
4: it was basically. It, it posited that the Bible or the Torah is a giant word search. right and within the within the within the books of the torah the scrolls of the torah if you word search correctly you could find anything and they tell you this in the beginning of the omega code but i thought that was
3: very nuanced in a very nuanced way
4: so exciting to me you know the the, nostradamus very exciting to me The, the idea that that some ancient thing could could forecast the future so of course i read the bible code and, you know, it's the kind of thing that once you read it, even even like a dummy like me who would read the Bible code was like, mm. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> but then there's two more books. Yeah. So Wait, what are you know,
2: the other ones? The Bible code two and the Bible code three. Of Is course. it really? Ju- there's just it's a
3: trilogy just called two and three. Well, I think they came out years apart from each other. So, OK, so. Kenny, I got questions in terms of the Bible code that perhaps you'll know the answers to, so sure, I remember this book perfectly Well, i, <laughs> I just i guess from thirty thousand feet i'm I, what i'm did any of it actually make sense like did somebody did somebody sit down and be like, "I guess this could kind of work if if I like pull this out of my ass, or was there any sort of like
4: well the the question of like makes sense, so they also did right. like. No, but right but right. any 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 volume this expansive you can do this with they did the same thing with like shakespeare's works right right you, right, right, you, right you can you can figure you can find this shit in the quran you can find this shit anywhere because it's a fucking like billion word Church. billion letter word search right and you and it's like astrology where you can just say like oh look diana like they did in the thing diana is kind of near paris that's crazy.
2: Right. You know? Well, also, I mean, to the point to the movie is like, it never really like nailed down. Oh, this code means this now. No. And like connected. It. it was always like so weird and strange, but yeah, I think it's like looking for meaning. It's like seeing faces in the rocks on Mars and shit like that.
3: The it's thing all, about all this kind of movie thing. that kind of hit me was like, it's, pretty much proven either by the da vinci code or by the success of the bible code what have you that this is do like you could have made a successful movie out of this right like this is just the most lazily convoluted movie i've maybe ever seen like it's just Mm. there's no effort put in to actually putting the pieces together on top of just filmmaking and competence but like from a storytelling perspective yeah
4: i want to say one thing
3: please before we go into this yeah hunter
4: Hunter made fun of my backlighting, but how good do i look right now you look great really that's right you look
3: like portrait mode doesn't it look like it's coming yeah no it's great i look look angelic
4: okay so well phil i can tell you why this is a bad movie and why uh sure please because it's a long list because these people believe it and that's the main.
2: (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's the
4: oh yeah sure. Uh, you, I mean that's you, really bringing the room down. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, I, I don't mean to bring the room down, but I'll but but because I yeah. think we can have I think we can still have fun yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, but but this yeah. is not our first end of the world apocalypse like no. rapture adjacent film. Mm-hmm. You know, like the short list, and obviously ninety nine there are a lot, but the short list in my head, you had Dogma, you had Stigmata, you had End of Days, you have this. Um, those movies, the other three movies were made by people who deep in their heart thought it was really fucking stupid, Mm -hmm. but also a fun, you know, kind of basis for a movie, but because they don't actually believe that the rapture is coming and the Antichrist is coming and, you know, the world is ending and it's ending in this particular way that you know, I think all those movies kind of, you know, End of Days is amazing and End of Days takes it the least seriously uh, even less seriously than Dogma but because of like because of that, like they they can kind of have fun with it. Whereas like this movie, the this movie's strength, as far as I'm concerned, is its clear eyed sincerity. This is not a a speculative movie. This is like they have read the Bible code. They cracked the Bible code. This movie is part of the Bible code. Like the Bible probably was like there's going to be a movie called the Omega Code in 1999. It's a big thing. You have to make this. It's part of the prophecy before the Jews go back to Israel. Then we get to the rapture, the Jews die and all the good Christians go to heaven. But yeah. Yeah. Hunter, you don't strike me as a Jew. Thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The perfect
4: response. What Um, is your, what is your relationship with religion? Is my
2: question. I've I've made two Jews. So that's a thing. My wife's Jewish. My children are Jewish. Um, I'm probably I'm like... Uh, I made two Jews. Um, I'm probably atheist, but I wouldn't mind being surprised at some point in my life. Like, if the world would have ended in the year 2000, I, that would have been fucking cool as shit. But, you know, it didn't yeah. because...
4: Open-minded atheists.
2: Yeah, yeah, a little open-minded. Not agnostic though, because that's like a little... A little, a little wishy-washy?
3: Weak. Yeah. It's a little bit of a cop-out. Um... Yeah, I, I just said, I, though, and you, we talked a little bit about this, Hunter, before um, we got on mic, but this movie does fall into what you're talking about, Kenny, um, in terms of uh, these sort of millennial apocalyptic things, but it also falls into the kind of Y2K thing that was also yes. kind of in all of that, um, <clears throat> this notion that, like, technology was going to take us all down or something. Yeah. Um, and, and and I look forward to, Kenny and I, I assume at some point we will just do a Y2K episode and we'll just kind of talk about, because I think I, I, there's a lot of like peripheral shitty TV movies and things that kind of talked about Y2K. Um, even the name Y2K is hilarious. Like everything about it is just ridiculous. Yeah. But this movie also feels felt oddly like, like a, a video that would indoctrinate people into like Scientology or something like that. Like the the production level, the sort of to Kenny's point, the earnestness, I guess, or or just like dedication to a to a cause or to an idea um that felt very culty. But I don't know if you guys sense that.
2: Well yeah, I think and I think off of what you just said and what Kenny was saying, it's like there's certain points you have to hit. It's like we all we've worked on TV shows where You know, I worked on My Name is Earl. We did an episode that was sponsored by Oreos. We had Oreos product placement.
3: Nice. They
2: had to share Oreos in a brotherly way. They had to twist the Oreos before (laughs) dunking the Oreos in milk and enjoying them as brothers. That's amazing. There was like a 10 point. And so like when you're making this movie, no matter who you are, there's a list of you have to make sure you're getting the the bible code right <laughs> in the bible and uh you know whatever sect of christianity you're you're uh you're down with you have to like it's like the prophets i mean who are those guys i don't know who they are those just guys? like a strange force that were never really explained but i think sometimes it's like well that doesn't matter we just have to get across our message which is why it feels like a welcome to our religion
3: it does <laughs> it, it does yeah. um it, it's it's it was one of those things, Kenny and I talked about this many moons ago about the Omega Code and whether or not we were going to do this film. I it was going to be like our
4: 10th film. <laughs> it,
3: it really was. And we were going to just, and and we, I think, at least in my head, I was like, oh, we're just going to dunk on this thing. Because I just didn't I, I didn't, I didn't think there was, I honestly don't think I even knew there was a, a religious connotation to this film. I thought it was like just kind of, I really don't know what I thought it was, but I I thought it
4: was, I thought it was Omega man adjacent. I thought, you know what I mean?
3: Sure, 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 sure. sure. Yeah. So I, I didn't really think much of it. Um, I read great. It would have been great. (laughs) yeah. And I I remember looking at how, how, you know, the critics hated it. It was obviously a very, uh, a movie that people didn't like. Um, And I was like, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We kind of just kept kicking it down the road. Then we kind of shrunk the list Then the list expanded. And then I was like, fuck it. Let's, this could be fun because it's a bad movie, whatever. This movie is... I, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I couldn't believe that it was released in 450 theaters. Like, I, I can't believe that this movie was real. Like, that someone actually... The, the, the incompetence, just on a purely filmmaking level, was shocking to me. And, and you know, Hunter, we, we had the pleasure of having you on for Chill Factor back in the day, way back in the early days, um, which was also an incompetent film but on obviously a completely different wavelength of incompetence. This is, this was just sort of, I'm still processing this movie.
4: It's not a movie. Like it's, I, so initially, you know, it's so silly in the beginning that I really did think it was a comedy. (laughs) You texted me that. I really, yeah. I I, like, first I'm like, is this, oh, is like, it's that scene in the beginning with Caster band jumping over the couches and they like really bizarre it's crazy and the static cuts to the audience and like the crazy like almost like almost like uhf uhf level like like a rabbit absurdity from the audience it was it was hilarious and then there was this like really weird line when you had the talking heads talking to each other where some guy goes what there's two guys on this crossfire like program. One was clearly a conservative, one was clearly oh, a liberal. And one guy goes, Balderdash. The other guy goes, Now that's a low blow. That I'm that, like, That was I- amazing. I'm like, oh, this is a comedy. Like, that's like, you, you you can't write Ugh. that with a straight face. That's you're also just
3: funny. You also skipped over the very very first scene, which is Michael Ironside dressed up as a Hasidic Jew, uh, Hassan, yeah. a Hasid, yeah, assassin who who murders another rabbi in cold blood. And then just snatches a kid off a stool that just happens to be in that alleyway and holds it hostage. I mean, all of it's just like crazy. But
2: it's weird that you said murders another rabbi because he himself is not, <laughs> a, <laughs> <he was> not <laughs> a rabbi. My apologies. No, I, I think that like a couple things. Please. One thing is this movie is so fucking white. It's like oh, yeah. you, you. I mean, it's crazy. Like just to the point of those two talking heads guys. They're basically. The same person.
4: <laughs> I mean, if you're yeah.
2: casting, that's the same yeah, one person.
4: One guy's a bow tie and one guy's a long tie. But they're and both like
2: that. bald white dudes. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. a couple
4: of whites. So it
2: doesn't make sense. Um, and then <laughs> the other thing is just the the Casper Van Dyke jumping over the couch multiple times. Twice, yeah. Was so reminiscent of Tom Cruise's yep. couch insanity. But it didn't happen before it, right?
3: It happened it did before, happen before it. It did it, happen before. As I
2: okay. said, it, it Kenny predicted
4: me. it. <laughs> I. It, <laughs> it pre- That's it. what I'm saying. <laughs> the movie happened first. Omega code. Yes. that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. It was. It, the craziest thing is like you'd think Ugh. Casper Van Dyne was doing. I a, know. a Tom Cruise impression. The whole the movie. Whole movie.
2: Yes, because it was also like I was getting like magnolia stuff from it. I was
3: getting some Frank T. J. Mackey for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean just
2: that intensity and like that. I mean, let's be honest. He he, Casper had like on out of his fucking mind, um, neutral, and angry, and those were like the only three things he could play the entire movie, which was wild.
4: The the weird thing about this guy is like (laughs) he's like this too. He's like so the he is so weird and he is so straightforward but he is so bad
3: yes that you
4: can't tell if he's making a joke and right. that and, and like the the med, the level on top of level is like he was used in starship troopers in this exact capacity like uh, Verhoeven verhoven the verhoven specifically cast him yep. because he's a bad gorgeous actor and basically said, play it straight to the best of your abilities, and then like it was like him and Denise Richards, all these bad gorgeous people, and then basically was then basically was like, uh, look how silly this is. Like, look at the yeah. kind of people we yeah. would send, we would put on a, we would put in a movie that's essentially a big propaganda film. And then two years later, he makes a big propaganda film, which is what this is, and I can't tell. If he's aware or unaware, because I also find it hard to believe he wasn't aware of what was going on in Starship Troopers. I, then you go a step further. And this is so weird. He was in rules of attraction mm-hmm. right. playing Patrick Bateman, who was another example of this character that doesn't work. If you play it straight or maybe it does, he was cut. He was left on the cutting room floor, but like he's always seemingly kind of understood that he's best utilized as the, the, the Ursat cruise or the Ursat bateman or the like but 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 then you look at the rest of the filmography and it's basically just you know fucking straight face direct to video garbage yep and he also married captain oxenberg who's also a princess what what is happening
2: who's also who's also more beautiful thing who's more beautiful now than she was in the 80s which is she's insanely beautiful
3: anyway
4: yeah yeah um,
3: yeah yeah it's it's uh, it, it, casper van i don't know if it's Cas- is it casper van dyne casper van dean i don't I know i just went with
4: hunter's
2: let's just keep going i think it yeah. could be dean is it cuba I'm say Casper: or cuba <laughs> we did this oh we did cuba cuba, cuba, cuba. um cuba.
3: casper's career is baffling casper. um it really is baffling i, I, I don't
2: feel
4: it makes me queasy which it does.
2: Okay, Phil, are, are you looking at his IMDb? Uh,
3: I'm going to pull it up right now.
2: Because I can't remember what it was, but I was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just a, nice. young, a young dickhead. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I think it was announced uh, yes. Starship Troopers 4. Yes. And I tweeted, I, I bet Casper Van Dyne never uh-huh. thought he'd be in, in uh, Starship Troopers 4. And then he he replied and said, actually, I did. And then I went down this whole rabbit hole of like, oh, God, I bet he thought this was going to be like Star Wars or something. And they were going to be, like, monster. Like, this was going to be a franchise or something. Which it was, but not in the way... Not in
3: the way he thought. Probably not in the way that he dreamed of. So then I felt really bad about that. So that's my Casper story. I mean, he, he's... His career, just, you know... to He's in um, Casper's Spirited Beginning in 97. Then he's Johnny not Rico. Not about him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then he's Johnny Rico, which is one of the best names ever, in Starship Troopers. Um, he's then Tarzan in Tarzan and the Lost City in 98. He's Casper meets Wendy. I don't know what that is. Uh, then he's in this in '99. He's in Sleepy Hollow as well in '99, which we which we will talk about at a, at a later date. Um, and it's just it's it's movies that don't even exist. It's sanctimony, road rage, vector file. Kenny mentioned that he's in a deleted scene as Patrick Bateman in Rules of Attraction? He's in Dracula Three Thousand as. Van Helsing, uh, The Curse of King Tut's Tombs, Starship Troopers 3, Marauder.
4: I assume these are all direct-to-DV
3: things. They mm-hmm. have to be, right? Like Dracula
4: 3000. Like, come on, man. I know you're like, he was Van Helsing. Can't be that bad. Dracula 3000. I could have been Dracula in Dracula 3000. You it's might have been. You might all not I had to do was ask. Well, you might not even know.
3: Uh, I don't know. Was uh, <laughs> 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 it a movie called Noobs in 2012? With see, I himself. saw that, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's just that honestly just scrolling through this the only movie that that i, I mean he's in alita battle angel some for some reason um, i think
4: he probably did voices right because he does voices here that's and there.
3: probably true yeah it's a yeah. good call
4: he did, he did yeah. a batman voice and he's yeah. uh he, he, he does voices which is so weird for a guy with that flawless face
3: it's but, also, when you scroll through his TV movie uh, section on dark. Wikipedia, it's a shocking amount of TV movies.
4: He also like, started a, a reality of- show about himself called, like, like, So I Married a Princess. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He, and, and, he, and for some reason, you know, Whoa. 23 years later, I think people know his name. And remember, like, it's a great name. Casper Van Dyne, which is yeah. his real name, which is yeah. wild. Uh, that's an absurd thing to call a human being. Um <laughs> And, uh, and, and you know, he's somehow, I think he's, he's managed to have a career. He's had three wives. I'm sure they're yeah. all gorgeous. And, you know, it's, that's yeah. I think he has four children, just like me and Hunter. It's all great. I'm sure he, he lives in Malibu. It's fine. Yeah, like his life he is,
3: is in fine. a TV movie car called Shark, Sharktopus versus Whale Wolf. And I'm just a fan of the fact that these two animals exist.
2: Well, I remember Sharktopus. So this that's a sequel.
3: That but what's, a, what's a
2: whale wolf? Come on, well, man. I mean you
3: know it's what
2: a whale wolf goddamn. is. <laughs> Phil. Phil! We just had this conversation. Either you're buying in or you're not.
3: <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. I apologize. Uh, what's uh, I want to. I want to well, so give wait, a little... Yeah, so wait.
2: Can... Sharktopus came out after Sharknado. Correct. And then, so I'm sure they were like, what's the second Sharktopus? I'm assuming that's the second one. Maybe it's the third one.
3: Who knows? I don't... Sharktopus does take on several creatures, as far as I could tell. But I'm going to give a very brief... Uh, uh, context of this film because as everybody knows i uh copy and paste the synopsis from google and this is without a doubt one of the thinner synopses they've ever given two men with conflicted agendas seek a prophetic cryptogram written on a page from a murdered rabbi's notebook that's it for a movie that is deeply convoluted and that is I guess what it's about. Um uh, but uh it's written by Stephen Blinn and Hollis Barton. Hollis Barton seems like a made up name. Directed by Rob marcielli It opened on October 15, 1999 against Fight Club, The Story of Us and Double Jeopardy. It would go on to make 12.6 million dollars on a 7.2 million dollar budget. It's got 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, from critics 30% from audiences. Variety described the film as laughably simplistic and confoundingly muddled. Entertainment Weekly wrote that the film gives great tribulation new meaning, uh, gave the film a D grade, and said the cast for acting was shockingly incompetent. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really all that I could find in terms of uh, anybody who has anything to say about this film. But uh, there was a sequel made called Megiddo? Megiddo? I don't know the Omega Code Two, which serves partly as a prequel as well as an alternative uh, retelling of the first film's plot. <laughs> While it had a significantly larger budget budget than the original, it was less enthusiastically received and ultimately less popularly. Spent so it had twenty like a million on
4: Robert Rotten Tomatoes.
3: Yeah, uh, it's got it's got less somehow less. Um, it's uh, it's also um, they spent a lot more money on it. It spent twenty million dollars on it, uh, and. You know what? It actually has 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. uh, Megiddo. Megiddo. Sure.
4: Megiddo. Of course. Sure. Uh, One more point about Sharktopus versus Whale Wolf.
3: Yes, please. Uh,
4: It stars Casper Van Dyne, Catherine Oxenberg, and Jennifer (sighs) Wenger. Why is this important? Because he went into that movie married to Catherine Oxenberg, and he left that movie married to Jennifer Wenger. Wow. So,
1: yep.
3: That's amazing. Isn't that amazing?
4: On the set of Shark, <laughs> hey, you tell your kids that one. I have a tough time telling my kids I met my wife on the set of Entourage. Could you imagine on the set of Shark Sharktopus versus Werewolf? Oh, that's. I wonder well, if his I've-
2: kids are just hung up on it being a werewolf, and they're like, wait, 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 go back. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, no.
3: they're like, no, 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 I yeah. can't. <laughs> I'm just amazed that how how long would you say the production of of that film was. Three weeks, four weeks, maybe over the Long course enough. of the production of that Long film, enough. a marriage uh, disintegrated and a new one was born. <laughs> That's,
4: That's, the oh the That's the power of the shark That's the power of the whale wolf.
3: It's incredible. Uh yeah, I mean, so I just want to for a second here, the Da Vinci code. How how is that possible that he could just do that? Just steal basically whole from, from from this garbage? But, like, he's stealing from a bunch of different things, right? Like, he's stealing from the Bible code, isn't he? No? I mean, no, it's that,
2: all kind of, like... It's all part... The Rosicrucians and the blah right. blah. like That's it's fair. It's all That's fair. jammed together.
4: This does not belong... This does not belong to anybody, what's happening in this movie. <laughs> fair this be- This belongs to, like, the... This belongs to the Christians at yeah. Baby... Like okay. the Christians at large and like, again, as a Jew, I'm going to speak off the cuff and Hunter as, you know, presumably a big giant Christian. You can, uh, you can, you can tell me where I've got, where I'm going wrong. But there there is this like, there's a streak running through evangelicalism mm-hmm. that where, where religion is not about or not solely about, you know, morality or yeah. solely about salvation or solely about charity or any of those things that, you know, you've been taught to believe that religion is about religion is about like how to prepare for the end of the world sure. which is coming mm-hmm. right and this movie appears to be made by someone who was sincere enough and believed it enough that he went to christian investors with a straight face and was like we cracked it this is not just a movie this is this is like a prophecy we are going they, this is how we're spelling it out, and I would like make more fun of it if like I didn't feel like it happened all the time. I didn't feel like this was like basically what Michael Moore does, and like in right. his own way, you know, for his own audience. So it's it's silly and stupid and annoying and made by like incompetent people because like that's the kind of people who tend to believe this shit. But uh, but it's not like fun to me. It's not like fundamentally evil. It's just. It's just fundamentally, like, lame.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I yeah. think it's a little... I think it might be the opposite of what you think. I think it might have been brought down from the, the powers on high at uh, Trinity Broadcast Network to make a movie about the Bible Code.
3: Oh, that's interesting.
4: It's possible. I guess what I, I, guess what I think is that someone, somewhere yeah. believes this. No, right, but it's, that's yeah. But that's like um, I'm not so at know. the top.
2: I mean, at the top. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, um, percent. But I think in terms of indoctrination and proselytizing and all that stuff is like this is just another facet. And like there's that run of movies in the 2000s, I think up till today. Like I know that one is like fireproof or whatever. They're yeah, made yeah, by those yeah. like mega churches cameras, in Georgia, yeah. and they're just like. Again, the same thing. They have like their message they're trying to put out, and then it's surrounded by the dumbest fucking movie you can imagine.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, it, I do think it's interesting considering how much money is made by some of these organizations. When I think about, like, just to, for Scientology, just for argument's sake, when I think about how much money is generated by that organization every year, it's shocking to me that all of the content that they create is so fucking bad. Like, yeah. I'm just, it's, it's, and, and I, I agree with you, Kenny, that it, it happens in all sorts of different, I mean, propaganda is propaganda, right? And it just, it's interesting how, uh what comes out of that stuff it's just not particular like the 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 most effective propaganda is capitalism, and it's just like right, like it's just these yeah, of course, right, like it's these giant studio movies. Um, That's the whole point. That's right. the whole
4: argument behind capitalism. That yeah. capitalism is an effective motivator,
3: right? Uh, but
4: yeah, it, it's yes, it's it, it is kind of interesting that uh, that Scientology in particular. Uh, is not is, as an organization is not capable of putting out yeah. really fucking great propaganda.
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I think I'll applaud us for not having mentioned Battlefield Earth yet, because that's the obvious comp to this movie. Yeah, which is very and, bad and yes. incompetent. Incompetent yes. down to like the hair and makeup, which is like, like you're saying, it's like all these people are in Scientology and some of them secretly in, some of them not secretly in, whatever. Right, but like it's just how you can't string together two two things and make I, would you, something you know, good.
4: You know what it's like? It's like to me almost I get that like I get that there are probably only, you know, a handful, whatever you want the handful to be, of really, really talented people who are also Scientologists. Sure. But the way I look at it is like, you know. There are probably only like a handful of really, really good Croatian basketball players. But the Croatian national team still could beat the fucking pants off pretty much any college team. Like the Croatian national team is still really, really fucking good at basketball. And I would think that you could pull together the best person in Scientology in all of these disciplines and put together what I would expect to be like a fucking really really solid movie. I know some. I know some of these people are like. I know at one point, like Paul Haggis, who has made really good movies, was a Scientologist. I know the John Travolta, and Tom, and and Tom Cruise, and Isaac Hayes is a fucking Oscar winner. Like you can do this shit. Yeah, right.
3: but well, it's it's interesting because I, I as as you were talking, I was thinking about how I'm sure you guys remember. <clears throat> excuse me, when Tom Cruise and uh, and Spielberg kind of got into it a little bit on the set of War of the Worlds because. Tom Cruise wanted to have some sort of a Scientological booth of some sort yes, <clears throat> yes. on the set. And Spielberg was like, we're not doing that. Mm. Or whatever, tent. But yeah, but, but I don't but, know what I they mean, use. But I but I do think it's interesting that like Tom Cruise has never gone full Battlestar Galactic uh, uh, um Battleship Earth. You know what I mean? Like Earth. Yeah. Battlefield Earth, whatever it is. Like he's never gone there he's trying in his way to sort of use what cloud and and power he has to try to indoctrinate people but it's just interesting that it it just goes to show i think for i think what we're all saying is like there's a threshold there's like a line in the sand and i think some people recognize if you cross that and actually try to make a film to indoctrinate people short of passion of the christ uh it it doesn't work and people don't go and see it
2: yeah, I mean, um, I think I think that uh, just talking about Tom Cruise movies and... Sure. Scientology. What's what's the live, die, repeat movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: Edge of Tomorrow. And Edge of, of tomorrow.
2: tomorrow. Like, that's Netflix. a great movie. Great but, movie. But if you were like, this is what I believe, now let's watch this movie, I would be like, <laughs> this movie's fucking no this isn't what life is like <laughs> right 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 you, know, you keep restarting in a war and you got to figure it out and figure out why right. like so it's like just from the very beginning of this is what we believe to be true it's like a real bad <laughs> it's like just tell the fucking story and if oh. the story works then you'll get your point across
4: yeah you're 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 making a really interesting point uh in in you know a really interesting macro point to me which is like okay I'm recently, and this is probably why I'm giving this movie bonus points for its sincerity. And I made this point on, I've made this point on this podcast here and there. But I think for the most part, there's certainly like topics that cannot be talked about. And there's certainly topics that if you make art about it, will be kind of pushed aside or you'll have to, you know, showcase them in in unique ways or whatever. Uh, But for the most part, if you want to say something these days, you can say it. You can come out and say it. You don't need to be allegorical when talking about race. You don't need to be allegorical when talking about sexual identity. You don't need to be allegorical when talking about communism or talking about, you know, anything really. Right? So what exactly is the the, the point of allegory the point of allegory? Yeah. Is to smuggle ideas. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's to smuggle ideas into the consciousness. There's no other reason to do allegory. If you're doing allegory in a time when you don't need allegory, You're just showing off. So I I do wonder, like, what is the point in the end, like today, doing a movie about something that you have no – that you don't believe in and saying, well, actually – This is about my plight as a young Jewish man growing up in Westchester. If you just look past the robots and, you know, monsters, you'll see this is actually me at Hebrew school. When you actually can just make a serious fucking man and make it really good. Right. So,
2: I mean, I think that's, and I think that's, it got a little bit of reaction when it was released, but like the Zootopia thing of like, rabbits don't do this and da 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 and like rabbits are black people and like all of that kind of stuff it was like but we can also just tell our kids that like you shouldn't treat black people this way (laughs) like we don't need to do like it felt weird and i think that you saying that has helped me connect that a little bit more so i thank
3: you yeah it's this this film just doesn't feel like i mean did you get the impression that this film was subtle in its metaphors or what it was saying about no not. right well, okay yeah no it's the opposite it's the yeah. opposite yeah. that's yeah. why i
4: respect it yes
3: yes, yes. a little yes. bit because
4: it because it it, it like i said in the beginning it tr- i believe it truly believes Yes, this is what's happening in the world whereas a movie like end of days sure. which i thought was fun and which it, the only reason i liked it was because it doesn't take it seriously takes something it I'm confident the filmmakers thought was ridiculous on its face mm-hmm. and presented a funny alternate reality, right? For sure,
3: for sure. I totally agree with you.
4: I but, I I but then I, you the I'm sorry, the worst offender is of a movie like Stigmata, where right. where it, it takes everything whole cloth, has no respect for the people who actually believe it, and pretends as if this is an actual, like right. real life possibility, when it clearly just just thinks. Yeah. You know the Bible and religious people are stupid morons. Now I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're not, but I am telling you, I would never make a movie. I would never make a movie where, like the you know, that's under under-girded, undergirded, like undergirded by this is you know some ridiculous fantasy akin to believing that like Star Wars is real.
3: Right, right. right. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's. I, I think the thing that 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 really kind of stayed with me about this film, outside of just you know, shock and awe was really just how, um I guess I just, to- I, I didn't fully get that it was a religious, like that it was a Christian film until he begs for Jesus to help him in the prison cell. And the third act really felt like that was when it went full tilt. Christianity up until that point, I felt like it was kind of muddled, and and I, I it felt like a mixture of so many different religions. Well, I think part of that
2: is they were trying to hide the ball a little bit with the kind yes, of yes, yes, yes. The, the I don't, spoilers. I don't want to ruin this movie for anybody. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, for the. But, moment, yeah. um,
2: so I think that I think that the inco- the incompetent way to do that is to just kind of make everything muddy <laughs> and be like. <laughs> It's a mystery. Like yeah. if someone says I don't understand the first act of this,
3: it's like yes, because it's
2: such a great mystery.
3: It's <laughs> also like it's crazy that our <laughs> our hero, who I, I our hero is Gillen Lane, Dr. Gillen Lane, played by Caster Vendine. Um professionally speaking, his job is that he's like a almost like a televangelist or like a Tony he, Robbins type. He's just a it's, handsome dope.
2: It's so unspecific. And then, and then Katherine Oxenberg's job is she's the host of that show, right? And also just with him all the time and a reporter because she's there
3: when the explosions go off.
2: Yes, yes, she's like an on location, like reporter Uh, in Jerusalem.
3: I guess the reason I bring this up is that our hero's journey or our hero's sort of job or what have you, the fact that we don't know what that is. Is obviously bad for a bunch of reasons, but more than anything, this movie wants to kind of be Da Vinci Code, almost James Bondian, in how it's sort of like structured like this espionage, twisty, turny kind of thing. Um, but his job doesn't actually make sense in any of that. So, to your point, Kenny, he just feels like a dope who's kind of falling into situations rather than having I'm- a mission.
4: Yeah, no I, I don't understand what's going on in the movie. So I don't, you know.
3: Yeah, no pretend I, I, I I I
4: will not pretend I do. I yeah. think his job in the beginning is essentially like televangelist guru type guy okay. who has cracked the the Bible code. Okay. The code. Okay. Right? Now the, the the movie takes a bit of a turn when they, you know, basically explain that uh, the the Bible code is actually in 3D. <laughs> Therefore, somehow there's a third dimension to this piece, you know, this these pieces of parchment yep and uh therefore you know he did not actually crack the bible code the bible code's in 3d you can't crack something in 2d that's actually in 3d sure uh so the only so at that point i don't know why he's relevant you know he's so fucking right he, he's 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 a he's a you know analog man in a
3: digital world at this point. Right, because uh, but he's taken under the wing or or weaponized, if you will, by this media mogul and European Union chairman Stone Alexander, played by Michael York. Yeah, inexplicable. Every the, so great, said. Michael York, the great Michael York of Austin yes. Powers fame, um, and of and of cabaret. Yes, I mean, of cabaret, yes. this
4: motherfucker was like such a serious actor <laughs> at some point. <laughs> And I uh, was the mega Like it so it must be so embarrassing to uh, be like the British John Voight. I don't know, you know? though. I mean to be able to do <laughs> to be able
2: to play that role like you know he had fun. It was insane.
3: Oh, I'm sure yes. he had a blast. Those, Especially yeah. when he comes back to life in the hospital bed as Satan. I'm sure he had a great time. That was
4: as, as the Antichrist. So the yes. like the thing is like they <laughs> <laughs> it's it's there there they're they're sure I'm, I'm not very good with this stuff but i know a little bit about why uh evangelicals are so pro israel okay. and so pro jews in israel and it's because there's a prophecy in the bible i think the book of revelations that all the jews will return to israel and that is like one of the big things to unlock the rapture then we'll be you know engulfed by the earth and all yeah. wonderful christian people will go up to heaven but uh one of the prophecies that I thought was like this – is, this is when I started being like, it really does believe this shit because it's a little bit on the – it is a little bit on like the, the, the longer tail. Sure. Is the, the one world government thing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Right? The one – there will be one world government comprised yep. of elites – Which is the kind of shit we're hearing now, like which is straight up, like out of the QAnon playbook. That will, you know, presage, you know, the second coming of Christ and the rapture. Mm -hmm. So when the European Union, which clearly said, which clearly, clearly is coded to me as this is the beginning, guys. Like, pay attention. This European Union is is, European Union plus the United Nations. If they stick those two things together, like the rapture is coming. Oh, and the Antichrist has to come too. Like that's another thing. Uh-huh. So the Antichrist comes, runs the one world government. Jesus goes back, kicks the shit out of him, and then, uh, and then you know, rapture and, and heaven, kingdom of heaven. I guess the thing
3: that <laughs> can I can I just say I, nailed I mean, it, I, right? You killed it. You yeah. killed it. Absolutely. I, will
4: you, I'm asking. I'm asking. Uh, I, it longer, all sounds. I, assume,
3: I mean, listen. I know even I know less than. I you're I Canadian. You, you
4: come from a great Christian country.
3: Oh, Okay. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know what the what the. Uh, Christian uh the Christian faith how many people in Canada are Christian but I, I'll just say this I the thing that that hearing all this stuff makes me think about the fact that like these stories that we believe right and when I say we I mean the human species the people that the gods that people decide to have faith in the stories that people have faith in um are so absurd right like they're so unbelievable that I'm just sort of like it's interesting that there's a tipping point a little bit, like the idea that we're like, okay, I mean, Jesus, Jesus was real, but aliens, that's a step too far. Like, you know what I, this this where no people point draw lines. Me. I'm sorry, there's no tipping
4: point for me. They're all they're all right. they're equally, all possible, but that's yes, they're all equally silly and equally possible.
3: Yes, yes, yeah.
2: but that's what the the silliness of making fun of the Mormons for their origin story. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's like, what's, well, what's the difference? Right. Um,
3: it's just younger, right? Like it's exactly. just, the religions just doesn't, it doesn't as old. have
2: like a patina on it yet.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's not like 5,000 or 10,000 years old or whatever in order for people to be like, Oh, that feels realer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, I, I'm not going to go through the entire plot of this thing because it's, it's insane, but there is some stuff that I do want to hit along the way. Um, Michael Ironside plays uh, Alexander's apprentice named Dominic. Uh, Michael Ironside, who I love, great in Top Gun, great on ER, sure, always great in of, of Michael Ironside. Great in the
4: next Karate Kid. Sure.
3: Great in Starship Troopers, no? Great in Starship Troopers, exactly. Yes,
4: good point. I have a um, question for you guys. I have a question
3: Please, for you please, yeah.
4: This is, this is very
3: much a tangent. Okay. Do you guys watch Cobra Kai? No. No. Okay, cool.
4: Um, <laughs>
3: Wait, I watched the first one, I
4: think one or two. No, you don't I have do. to even you don't even have to watch it to understand to get this okay. question. But uh, Cobra Kai has brought back a lot of people, almost everybody from right. the first three movies in one form or another. Do you think Hilary Swank is at the point in her career where she would go and do a season of Cobra Kai as the next Karate Kid? I love Hilary Swank, and why not? Me too. Yeah. I think she. I think she absolutely should. I, I think it would yeah. like I, I don't even think it's a big step back. I think it would be I so cool. I, I think don't think it's cool. a step back. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's It's, it's also a cool like, show. It's, so and easy. Yeah.
2: it's yeah. easier I than think, shooting a movie. Yeah.
4: I think people would get into it. I hope she does it. I hope I hope she I does hope it too. I hope it's being pitched. Because last season they brought back all the people from uh
3: karate Kid well, Oh, it's been two. Shoes in it, right? And and everybody is has-
4: Elizabeth Shue, I don't think has been in the show yet. Okay, but they brought back his girlfriend from Karate Kid Two, who's a Asian American actor who's been acting, but is you know, twenty five years older than when she did it then, right. and also the villain from Karate Kid Two, and they brought back the you know the the, the dojo leader. From, it, it what a show!
3: What a show! I, I, I hear people love it. Um, I I think that to your I think to your to your macro point, Kenny, I think it would actually be a great move for her i think it I would too. get that's, her that's into conversations saying. that it's i don't like think
2: it would
4: think. Zeitgeisty.
3: Yeah. and it's acknowledging yeah. where she came from a little bit and having and, fun with it yeah for sure
4: she has such a like to her credit there is a quote-unquote hillary swank role but that hillary swank role is basically like amelia earhart the human Right, this like overly stoic, like overly serious, as if as if Billy Earhart is yes, this like super fucking serious character who either like you know gets killed or euthanized (laughs) as she's like as she's basically like pushing boundaries forward, and it would be really great (laughs) if she did something so ridiculous as going back as like what was like probably for thirty years almost embarrassing role, but now is like cool as shit. Like it's yeah. really fucking
3: cool that she did
4: that.
3: She's been on Netflix. She did that show on Netflix. That way, Away which is
4: apparently pretty good, but that's another. Like you know, that's a that's a yeah. serious woman goes to space. Yeah,
3: <laughs> she's actually <laughs> she's actually really good in. Um, uh, like luck, uh, Logan Lucky.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
4: She's um, never been bad. She's great. She's great. Yeah, just, she's great. And I bet she could do comedy, too. For sure. Her. She almost she. I mean, she's also like nineteen. I don't know if you know that. She's like nineteen years old. So, she's so twenty, maybe, maybe twenty now. But she's What's like happening? so. It's like it's like it's like you watch Mare. Don't tell me the end. I'm, a, I'm I have one episode left. But like, King Winslet is only forty three years old. How is that yeah. fucking possible? Like, she not that she looks older, but she's been around forever. Yeah. And she, we have another four, She's gonna outlive me first. It's going be which great. It's gonna be great. She's Not great for me. Uh, and well, I, I, I didn't. I'm gonna her have her like, my great. whole life. We're gonna have another 40 years of Kate Winslet performances, assuming we don't you know get AI performances.
3: Um, <laughs> so uh, basically, at this point, I don't know. Alexander works towards world domination. Sets off some secret bombings in Muslim and, and Jewish holy sites in Israel. The effects are in this movie oh. across the board are. Unbelievably bad. Um, just shockingly bad. Uh these effects would not as, be on television po- today.
4: Oh, the effects. I thought you were saying the no. effects of the bombings no. in these Muslim. No, I mean the I size. mean the
3: computer effects <laughs> the, are the, awful. Con- I,
4: the consequences is what I thought. <laughs> I of <laughs> <in this> <laughs> <laughs> terrible, um, yeah, terrible,
3: laws terrible. The charts. Um, and then Cassandra, uh, she's in Jerusalem when all these blasts go off and these two prophets show up and uh pull her from the rubble i want to i want to actually because this at this point in the film i had kind of this moment and i'm curious as to what you guys think about how when you watch a film like this it gives you a newfound respect for what the bar is in terms of like even a bad movie that we watch in a theater show factor sure has has a has a level of of just technical competency that at least yeah. allows you to turn your brain off and be pulled into the movie. This movie can... You can never be pulled into this film because of that barrier of incompetence on a technical level. So, like, I found myself... You're in a truly bad film when that happens, when that dissonance happens, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, do you I've, sort of know what I'm getting at?
4: Yeah, I've worked on some pretty schlocky shit in my career. Sure. and And I am always impressed like blown away yeah by the level of below the line yes yeah even on the schlockiest shit i work exactly yeah. these people are so fucking good who actually make hollywood movies and wherever they pulled these fucking people whatever fucking church basement they pulled these people from yeah. <laughs> making their you know making their effects on yes. microsoft paint or however they did it uh i yes. like I, uh, I i i think it really speaks to just the level of talent we have in our industry—that's—that is exactly what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, and I, I think that because I'm a TV person and we're all TV people, that used to be the difference between network TV and cable TV. Is network mm-hmm. shit would look great, everything looked perfect. You flip it over to USA in 1993, yeah. you don't know what you're going to be watching. Like <laughs> it's just like yeah. it's the Wild West, and you're like, holy fuck! Or even yeah. just even just older shit like. Um, I was watching a night rider the other day, the Knight Rider pilot, and it's just like so bad. And we've come so far to where like the worst thing made this year would be the greatest piece of filmmaking of
3: nineteen sixty-two. <laughs> I don't know. No, for but sure. Like, no, it's but totally. It's like what I I also it's kinda of what you're saying, Kenny, of like the, the below the line of 95 percent of things that are made in hollywood would never allow themselves to make something like this right like they'd sooner walk away from a project than have their name on something this you know technically awful
4: yeah their baseline is competency just like like it's just it's the way it is out here like Mm -hmm. it's just i like and and frankly like their baseline is like I mean, I don't want to blow it up. Th- it's excellent. Like, it's kind of like you, we've all been there. We're like, yeah. I don't know, you guys have worked on good shows. And I've worked on some schlock. I'm sitting in an edit bay with some guy who's on my schlock, and I can't even believe he's he's pulling out what uh, he's pulling this out of, of what mm-hmm. we've done. Like, mm-hmm. how did you do this? This is genius. Yeah. So, that yes, our to, people yeah, are great, yeah. and yeah. their people are dumb. <laughs> and I do think that, yes. you know, I, I it, you, you're ta- I wonder, like, all right, so you got this filmmaker whether you know whether it's the way hunter thought or the way i think do you think this guy likes movies like when this guy when this guy pitched it out to people cuz every director says it's going to be like you know t- terminator and then mm-hmm. also like you know broadcast news all right go right. do you think what do you think he was uh was, was from? To?
3: how That's did he explain
4: this shit to people
3: no I, I it's a very good question i i, I honestly there's a little bit of an Indiana Jones kind of vibe to it, I guess. Maybe, maybe James Bondy. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, well, yeah.
2: This is why I hate you guys sometimes, because like I watch this on Sunday, and then I've just been thinking about how to fix it. And like normally, <laughs> when you see something bad, you're like, "Oh, I would have done this and this." Yeah. yeah. Did it, fixed it, and you walk away. Yeah, we and this love is like, shit. and this is like, I can't wrap my head around it to fix it. I think that. One of the big selling points is the trope of the Antichrist kind of gets a hold of the pure soul, mm-hmm. and then the pure soul like realizes, oh my God, that guy that I trusted the whole time that was doing the desalination plants and the fucking <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Just, dude, lending technology when they that there's that part where they eat the nutritious
3: wafer. Uh, that you're just like, what is? <laughs> <that>? like,
4: what? <laughs> yeah, the nutritious wafer. I kind of was hoping
3: that was yeah. We're I do wonder there. though.
4: Wait, wait, go know,
3: on. Why, why do you hate us? No, no because you now he's trying because to. Because I've it. been I've been spent I
2: spent the last few days trying to oh, figure this goddamn your, thing out.
4: Your fault, buddy. Well, <laughs> but can I? I, I, one, I do that. One's on you. I no, do
3: want to ask the question though. What? What do we think is the fatal flaw of this movie? Is it is it on a script level? Is it on a casting level? Is it, I mean, I know all of these things are bad, but I'm just like, if there's one thing that you could hone in on and be like, if you fix this, maybe this movie would have been better.
2: I think on a script level, yeah. they never, nothing is ever connected. And I yeah. think, I think yeah. we've talked about this a lot about, I like things... In, in kind of terms of what Kenny was saying earlier, I don't mind when things are a little ham fisted and they go, this is this because of this. Mm-hmm. And then you go, Oh, okay. I get, I get that now. Like these two prophets show up at the beginning. They're like popping around Michael Ironside. They obviously have some kind of magic thing. It's never explained. It's never, ex- whenever we cut back to them, it's never explained. The prophecies that get printed out are never kind of explained what they mean or the closest we got was there was that thing where it was like seven crowns bow to something. And it was like seven out of the 10 United Nations participants want to be on your side or whatever. And then you were like, okay, I kind of see that. But I think it was just like a lot of, and I've worked with, I've worked on shows with like inexperienced writers where like they think that something magic happens to the script from the bungalow to the stage and it's like yeah. no we have to like spell everything out we have to connect everything and it just felt it just felt like things were not connected so even when there was the twist in the middle like who gives a shit cuz you're like i don't really even get it anyway
3: <laughs> like well it's it's funny cuz i can't help but kind of think a little bit about ghostbusters too and and how it, it, obviously these films aren't particularly similar but but there is sort of a prophecy there is this idea of of sort of this this villain that's trying to kind of like there there's kind of some some bones of similarity and again just because like you know obviously hollywood is hollywood and there are tropes that we play in but like i do think that ghostbusters 2 is just is so much cleaner like, there's yeah. just I, I don't I don't mean to compare the two, but you obviously came on the Patreon to talk about Ghostbusters too, so it's kind of on my brain a little bit. And I'm just sort of like, this movie is just so all over the fucking place to your point, Hunter, that it's like you you, you turn your brain off to the story. You,
4: yeah. Phil, you you would have a really hard time making Ghostbusters 2 if you fucking if if you were born, if you if you were led to believe from the moment of birth, birth yeah. that Vigo the Carpathian was real. Is actually yeah, yeah he's yeah. actually the you know the angel of death <laughs> and like yeah. and you were actually yeah. pissing yeah. off potentially pissing off the real Vigo Carpathian and you looked at this as a holy mission mm-hmm. that potentially could like get you an eternal damnation like th- I just I think that that I, I keep coming back to like this movie is is fucked from the jump. <laughs> But the the movie that's closest to for me is The Room, and sure, sure. the room is the room because I also believe that Tommy Wiseau, the the director of The Room, mm-hmm. had never seen a movie before. Yeah, I don't think he. Very I don't possible. think he has any. I, I don't think he had any idea what movies looked like, or smelled like, or sounded like, or tasted like, or anything. And he and he just had some weird fucking ass vision. And you know, look, I think The Room is beyond fascinating for that reason. I think it's yeah. like it's it is a man who who lived in a cave, came like came out like fully formed and and made a movie. It's like the only time we have that weird little thing. Mm-hmm. But that's what remind that's what it reminds me of because this is this is like approximating a movie, but this is like you got like a bag of bones, and you're like, Well, this femur looks like it might go in like the arm, and you might put like these ribs down around the knees, and yeah. like you got yeah. you got something that walks at the end. But like, it's crazy looking, and that's how I feel about this movie. It's crazy fucking yeah. looking. They yeah. obviously had enough money to get some actors who have some fucking you know credits and some people who do like shot shit before, but like nothing about <laughs> it reminds me of a film. So it's like I, I I don't think it's just as simple as like how could you have like made this a, a good movie? You are right. I You're think right. like, but I think like in and of itself. Like this is by this is by no means the worst movie we've done, it, but in and of itself, like it's wow, really? a wildly fascinating ex, ex, like experiment but, but in wait. making it making I'm just just like making a movie with some money behind it, yeah. completely divorced yeah. from any of the normal systematic you know correct boundaries that we normally see in Hollywood. All right, that's it. Not the worst but, movie we have seen. What's worse, honestly, uh, stunt factor. love no love stinks is worse uh love stinks love stinks is worse because it's uh
3: like dangerous like this movie's dangerous too though just in a different way uh, that's
4: a good point that's a good point
3: (laughs) but i but i i think that i agree with kenny well obviously we'll rate this at the end i agree with kenny that this film is more um quite frankly just more interesting and fascinating in terms of of the mess that it is than something like love stinks which i completely understand and and it just that turns my stomach like right. if yeah, you ever point. watch if yeah if you ever watch love stinks hunter and i would not yeah, recommend you yeah, watch I've, it. I've seen it oh I've you've seen it a long okay. time ago yeah um it, it's just it's 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 bad on on many 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 levels i i i think that Show factor might be worse it might be worse it's but it's close
4: we were very hard on chill factor because i think we were trying to make a real splash i, I mean, it is like the worst hunter happened to be on for two of my least three lowest rated movies this year well this i mean one Thomas of those crown is which is unfair. one of the worst movies that's, of all time that's that's but uh, that is utterly I, I, utterly that insane. was early in the podcast when i was really trying to you know really really try to you know uh give myself a, name a, for a, bit yourself. Of a bit of a grim reaper but- vibe <laughs> <laughs> But the Don't come at me, with- Jewison. Oh, you know it's not he, he did the original. Don't come yeah. at me, uh, guy who did. It's a uh, uh, diehard. McTiernan. Yeah, fuck you, McTiernan. All right, but like, but
2: show factor is also. We all thought it was going to be funny. We did. Yes, we did. And then it wasn't, and that was a real bummer.
3: I'll say this though, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, people should obviously listen to our show factor episode. I do think that show factor though is one of the best we fixed it episodes like an episode where we, because chill factor was such a straight line. We were able to be like, these are the things, these were the mistakes. They were easily identifiable to Kenny's point. There's so much here. It's hard to identify really what chill
4: chill factor. Like I, you know simon says I,
3: don't,
4: I, I shouldn't even this simon says is a hundred times the movie of this i, I don't, don't we don't we don't need to pat ourselves on the back about shell factor because like anybody saw the trailer could have been like <laughs> oh this is this is the obvious movie this isn't hard <laughs> um but yes yeah, i simon i mean like simon says is an interesting comp because simon says is also an absurd action movie made outside of you know your your normal or your your normal means of uh Of Hollywood production the difference is (laughs) the difference is Simon says like is a comedy Simon Simon says says it's funny is is, right it's it's like it's one step away from being Verhausen whereas this film is like the (laughs) close the other closest comp to this is like the (laughs) it's a thin line between this and David Lynch because like the scenes at the house yeah, the I scenes mean, with him and his wife and her yeah, acting and that correct. music and the, yeah, melod- okay. I, the melodrama I, I of it all—it's like it's like David Lynch was almost it with Twin Peaks. David Li- and and some of his other like quote unquote domestic stuff was almost punning on something
3: that didn't exist before. Yeah, but now it does. Like this yeah. is like the the straight yeah. face version of that. The scenes with the wife are crazy. The, the scenes with the piece. wife are
2: crazy, and then like. Again, this is what I mean. Like, nothing's fully written out. So you're like, I don't really understand what's going on with him and his wife. Also, like, is he fucking Catherine Oxenberg? Like, what? Like, they're just There's, together because the they're physically like,
3: together? Like, it's the wife's weird. angry at him, but also like, why don't we act like teenagers and go fuck in the other room? But what about the kid that's sleeping on the couch with you guys? And like And also
4: protected him when there was the butt when the house was bugged yeah, it's, it's just
3: it's insane. No, it's it's <sighs>
4: It, I, oh,
2: that re- that reminds me of my favorite thing. I think that they I, they did they did it multiple times in the movie, where they would cut to a new scene, yeah. but they would keep the audio playing from a different scene, and there would be like a conversation <laughs> with two people over like a completely new setup. It was yeah. so strange.
3: Like there'd be Loved overlap it. of the audio, which is like a thing, but it felt but like it, it would, was. It would post. go. On. It
2: would go on for like but forty-five seconds. It's
4: usually. It's usually what? the opposite. Like the sound bridge usually usually comes from the scene you're going yeah.
3: into. That's I mean, pre- it. Doesn't, it
4: yeah. doesn't lag behind. No.
3: It's normally
2: like a pre-lap. You pre-lap yeah. it. In in.
3: Could you yeah. imagine writing
4: post-lap?
2: Post-lap. <laughs> You'll be watching this uh,
4: with visuals that are unrelated.
0: That's what. Like it's I get. Great.
4: That's what. Uh, one of the most like. One of those incredibly fascinating things about the room, you have to see the room, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is when he plays the same sex scene in its entirety at two different, two different points times. of the film. The yeah. same sex scene. It's like it's a. It's like I, I don't even know what was going on in this man's <laughs> head. And like this, like I think, like this post slap thing you're talking about is yeah. like on the same shit kind of. It's not as like in your face and brazen as the same sex scene, but it's like. What what were you thinking? Like yeah. what is going yeah. on? And again, I do think this like comes from the mind of a person who <laughs> has either never seen a movie or has never seen a real movie. Like, mm-hmm. Phil, you should watch Briggsy Bear. Have you seen Briggsy Bear? I haven't yet. I need to, no, not yet. No. I need to
2: watch it. But
4: Briggsy Bear is kind of on that shit. Like Briggsy yeah. Bear, I don't even want to give it away. Just watch. Like that's Briggsy Bear is, is about a is basically about a guy who turns into this filmmaker.
3: I, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, as you were talking, Kenny, I was thinking about the magic trick that is a movie, right? Like the idea Mm -hmm. that a bunch of cut scenes next to each other, our brains will think this is all happening at the same time. Right? Like that, that is the magic trick of what we do and how fine a line it is when that magic trick doesn't work. And all you're seeing, like all your brain is seeing is dissonance and things that don't, it can't process like post lap is,
2: <laughs> is, one you're of like, those things you're they're like, why are
3: they still talking? <laughs> like it's, it's making your brain melt because yeah. you're so used to seeing something in a certain way. Understandably. So
2: it's like, if you change the channel on the TV, but the audio from the last channel
4: <laughs> continue to play for a for minute.
2: More seconds. Yeah. Just
4: like, <laughs> you know what? All right. So this is interesting. Yeah. There is nothing about our brains that should allow us to understand a pre-lap a pre-lap is insane what we yes. un- but, but but what we've done is we've seen it so many times in films and in and, and movies and television that we now understand what it is but it is no more valid than a post lap <laughs> correct right that's <laughs> what i'm getting at there's nothing more valid about sound before picture than picture before sound but it feels it's wrong so- of oh, because we've never seen it. But maybe this our brain has not adjusted yet. But maybe this, I'm not trying to say this guy's genius. I am trying to say this.
3: I am no, trying yeah, to yeah. say like I am trying to say like like his his he break new ground with the post blowing
4: shit against the wall philosophy <laughs> yeah. has like has like done some shit to I think our brains that like it it it, it hits us all wrong because it's so wildly incompetent. But uh, but but right. I. I I'm positing yeah. that if David Lynch did it, yeah. where we're going to the movie yeah. girded for some weird ass fucking shit, correct? you might be like, huh? Yeah. I dude, mean, my, okay. My, so, my brain feels a weird way. So, how, how would you have felt
2: if End of Sopranos goes to black? Yeah. You hear gunfire and chaos in a minute full of stuff.
4: That would have been pretty badass.
3: It would have been interesting, right? Like, yeah. it would have just so, been sort of.
4: I I'll I'll tell you the truth. The 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 honest to God truth. Mm-hmm. Uh no matter what Sopranos did at the end, yeah, it could have blown the whole place up. Tony could have just started puking all over Carmela. I would have thought it was the most brilliant thing of all time. Probably it didn't matter what they did. Yeah, I would yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would have figured out a way to be like, Yep, yep, David Chase the genius. genius yeah I'm yeah, so yeah. crazy about that move like anything other than like what Lindelof yeah. did with 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 uh, the if if it ended with like something really lame with like i i i don't know what the lame thing would be, but like the the most boring possible ending like anything off the anything a little bit off the off the reservation you can't say that anymore anything a little off <laughs> left yeah. the center i would have enjoyed
3: i I hear where you're coming from though Kenny, in terms of the fact that like. And, you know, ironically or or not, we talk about this a lot from the Show Factor episode, Intent, right? And the idea of a filmmaker being behind a thing and you feeling as though you're in good hands, right? Like, the reason we brought it up in Show Factor is because we didn't feel that way. And we certainly don't feel that way with this, right? But to your point, in David Lynch, you're like, this is a guy. He's a visionary. He's an auteur. And he's going to do some crazy shit. This just feels like they're in the editing room and the editor's like we probably shouldn't do right. post lap and the guy's like why not and then he goes like, all right, all right. Nah, i like
2: it i like it let's do it
3: it, it sounds right you know so i it's it just it really does come back to sort of filmmaking intent and the lack of it in this and i think Kenny you know as we've talked about like this filmmaker had not really done anything hasn't really done anything since does make you wonder how he gets the gig in the first place? I mean, he's, he's done
4: some other weird ass Christian shit since. Right, like, right, right, It's not well, nothing. It's- well,
2: okay. So I have two examples for that. Um, rewatched the the uh, Twin Peaks pilot recently. There's the part where uh, Laura's mom finds out she was murdered and she cries, and it's like the most heinous fucking cry. And as soon as the scene came on, I was like, ah, oh, god damn it! But like. It's like that for a reason. Yep. Like there's mm-hmm. an intention. And then in this movie when uh when Casper has his visions mm-hmm. and there's like these like weird spaceship blaster noises and flashes yeah. and it's awful. Yeah. And every time it happened I just wanted it to not happen. That was not <laughs> intentional. It was I was not supposed to feel uncomfortable there. I was supposed to be like intrigued.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it really his visions are It's a really good point, Hunter. His visions are visceral in a way that's so off-putting. Yes. That you're just like, I don't want to hear that noise again. I don't want to see, I don't want to see this. Now, and again, terrible. They're terrible. Weirdly effective in the sense that similar to Casper, you don't want it to happen again.
2: You can't, you can't have this movie be successful and have the audience going. I hope he doesn't have any more of these visions.
4: Like you're like you want him to have visions, right? I mean, that's the movie. I I, I feel like I'm going to really say something stupid, but the 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 thing about Twin Peaks, not all David, sure. The thing about sure. Twin Peaks and the thing about the room uh-huh. is that they are so. Insanely watchable, despite yeah. not making any sense. And it is certainly, and it certainly isn't like in the case of the room that I feel like I'm in the hands of a master who's going to take, who's going to land this ship. Yeah. And even with Twin Peaks, I don't feel that because everything's so wild and crazy. And you, you keep trying to figure out where you are, what you're doing, but the, you just glide through it. This movie feels like like razors being like dragged over your Correct. body Correct. and like dragged over your eyes. You just don't want to be involved with it. Like well, it's, it's a very horrible fl- like it feels like you're just getting like poked by jagged edges of glass
3: and metal the whole time. You're also speaking of like a vibe, right? Except for like, Michael
4: York know, Yorks on screen, who actually, York, is, right. who actually does have like a silky vibe to him. I kind of feel him,
3: but I do think that like with Lynch in particular, and I think to a certain degree of the room, it's it's a vibe and it's like this sort of dreamy kind of thing that you're going along with, right? That you're obviously more so with Lynch than with with uh, Wiseau, but still, this movie is the antithesis to that because it there, there's As you said, Kenny, it's dragging you across glass and being like, isn't this a a, a fun ride? Like, I think it thinks it's fun. Like, I really do think that it thinks it's fun. Like, that it thinks that you're pulled into the puzzles and the the twists and turns of it. I I, I think it thinks it's great. I don't know know if it's
2: fun, but... I mean, it's like the shot of the fucking printer. I mean, how many shots of the printer... It's and it's you're great. just like, I it's don't great. fucking, I don't care. <laughs> like, just
3: tell the story. And they're all shot at the, you know, they were all shot at the same time, they're oh, in the yeah. same composition. There's just a bunch of different pieces of paper that come out. Ugh. Basically, at one point in the film, Alexander solves the Middle Eastern conflict. He just, he gets a Middle Eastern peace treaty, figures it all out. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and just, like
4: Jared, just like Jared Kushner predicted that. Jared Kushner did.
3: Uh, yeah. Um, and then the national governments all agreed to a join 10 state world union uh totally totally normal um and then like there's this like disillusioned moment when like lane accuses alexander of following the code like a script and being behind the israeli bombings and i don't know he sees him as some sort of a prophet this point i I will say something and this is going to make me sound really stupid but i'm going to say it at this point dominic played by michael ironside shoots a a bunch of bullets in the direction of casper van deen and hits alexander and just brains him like just shoots him in the head (laughs) and i and i thought to myself wow is he really dead like i i honestly thought like what an interesting thing to kill your big bad halfway through the movie and like maybe michael ironside becomes the big bad moving forward of course, he's 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 uh, he's possessed. You were kind devil. of
4: primed to like this movie. It a little bit.
3: A weird, it might have been a weird a journey bit. for you. <laughs> it <was a> <laughs> bit, like, well, first of all, you texted me. You are like, I can't believe this is a movie. I think it's a comedy. I'm like, oh, great. Okay, so this movie is just like, you know, Gonzo in a fun way. And I was on the same wavelength with you, Kenny, for a good chunk yeah. of the beginning, and then it's just it's a it's a real soul deadening experience because it yeah. really kind of it pummels you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like twenty minutes, half hour, forty soul minutes. Into, but we were is just good. like, "Fuck! Why are you doing this to me? Like, just why does it have to be like this?" You, there's definitely...
4: Go ahead, Tondra.
2: No, I just the thing that I keep wanting to say, and this is the perfect moment to say it is the amount of travel to different continents is so absurd. And they'll be like in Israel, then they're in America, then they're in Italy. And you're (laughs) just just at a certain point, at a certain point, you're just like, I don't fucking care. Why, why do they have to go to a different country? Why does he have to be at home now? What the fuck? Like, even, even that, even the minutia of the travel is like a slog and like just
3: deadening. Well, it's, it's also interesting because, like, I've been watching a bunch of The Amazing Race with Mel because, you know, why not? And sure. uh, it, I kind of had that vibe a little bit with this, except obviously with none of the fun and none of the intrigue and none of the, <laughs> the, like, actually interested in what the people are doing in these countries. But, like, there were moments where I was just thinking to myself, it would take so long to get to all these different places all the time. And you're making it seem like they're teleporting from, like, fucking Israel to Los Angeles.
2: They're also in a castle, and sometimes Phil's in a castle when they get to the finish line oh, or something, you know?
3: Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, uh, sure. You were going to say something, Ketty? Uh, I was. Uh, oh,
4: oh, yeah. I, I, so yeah, you know, look, I watch these movies alone. Uh, sometimes movies lend themselves to uh, a crowd that you can, you know, kind of point and laugh with <laughs> at the same time. Sure. Um, I, think that there are situations where this would have worked under that. I think I that midnight screenings, I think that, you know, 2 a.m. stone, stone watchings in college. I think that this could maybe fall into that. But what, what I have accepted or what I accepted over the course of watching this is I'm just too old to do that anymore. I cannot, get, <laughs> I cannot get on that wavelength where I just like watch a shitty ass movie. There are too many good movies that I need to watch for me to just sit back sure. and watch a shitty ass movie sure. and laugh at how how incompetent, and stupid it is. So I There's wanted to, but like when I when I thought in the beginning that they might be like aware of what they were doing, I was super excited yeah. on you know on a Starship Troopers level. Yeah. and then uh, then no, then I was I was right there. Quickly.
3: I was right there with you. I was no joke. Straight up laughing out loud for probably the first ten to fifteen minutes, and being like, right. "If it could keep this up, this might end up being one of our greatest ninety-nine movies." And then at a half hour forty minutes, it, it I was just like, "Fuck you, man! Like, f- stop doing this to me!" Like, just <laughs> you know man. what I mean? So I, 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 so okay, so Alexander's not dead. He's he's fucking uh, possessed by Satan. Cassandra Twist pulls a gun on Lane. No one saw it coming. Uh, there's a ceremony okay. in Jerusalem. This is actually a great part. There's a ceremony in Jerusalem. Uh, Alexander, now Chancellor Alexander, the guy's had like five names throughout the course of this movie. Um, he proclaims that he has become both king and God. And it's like crickets as everyone kind of looks at each other like, wait a fucking second.
2: Wait, you said and God?
3: You can't. So yes, like the Jews right. and the Muslims and all these people are like, that's blasphemy. Uh, he shoots the fucking um, uh, the the uh, prophets uh, Ironside just like just just shoots him in the face in the middle of public and everyone is just kind of okay with it. Um, then basically they 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 kidnap Lane they put him in a in a prison cell. Demons swirl around him tormenting him and Lane prays God Jesus save me. That was kind of the moment where was like okay so this movie is pretty <laughs> pro Jesus. Um, and <laughs> and then. Uh, there are these crazy effects as the prophets are resurrected and there's all this kind of whatever they dominic dies like there's i also just want to say as as our listeners probably know i cut and paste the plot synopses out of wikipedia because it's just easier for me to be able to have that stuff in front of me so i can sort of tell where we are what have you for this the detail that this Fucking Wikipedia page has for the plot of this thing. It's four pages long and it's like someone, it's every beat of this fucking movie. Someone took the time. It's
2: like longer down. than the script.
3: It is. It's fucking crazy. It's anyway, so we're obviously not going to do any of this. But uh, long story short, Alexander wants to start a third world war. Um, and just as he's about to sort of give some sort of final authorization, a blinding, brilliant, pure white light appears in the horizon, expanding like a shockwave. It reaches Alexander's war room. Satan is blown out of Alexander by this white light of God. Uh, his brains start to leak out because he's dead again. Um, and, uh, and then this, earth cover, uh, this white light spreads across Earth. Um, and uh, the final code is deciphered and it says 0000, the dawn of a new millennium that's the fucking omega code i mean i, I don't know uh, yeah so it, i mean it,
4: it, it actually says omega 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 those were omegas it, and not zeros there you go by the way omega is not omega what omega is a greek
3: letter omega omega what is my favorite uh,
4: omega's a greek omega's a greek letter the greek yeah. alphabet was made w- no. was the, the greek alphabet has nothing to do with uh, um, the, 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 the 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 Torah. Now, I, I understand Greek was around.
3: Greek was around. I understand Greek yeah. was around. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't know if it
4: was around with the original Torah. With Torah, with Torah, volume one showed up. Was there? Yeah, I feel like
2: there were like some New Testament books that were originally in Greek. Maybe
4: the New Testament were originally anyway. in Greek. I believe
2: you. I, be- I believe you too. I mean, I don't. I'm know. not saying all of them. I'm saying some. so. That,
4: so that's where the omega came from.
2: I have no, no, because it's like omega. It's like the end of the world. The Alpha, and omega, the beginning and the
4: end. Oh, yeah. So it, would be, it it would be the olive and I don't know what the letter for O in Hebrew olive. is. Yeah. Olive, olive, bet, bet, Gimbal. and hay. That's as far as I go. <laughs>
2: that's that's. Yeah. I like olive, it. I like it. Bet, bet. Um, I just want to say, yeah, that. I I had to look up the name Gillen because I'm like Gillen Lane is the stupidest fucking name for a character so I'm as like bad as it what gets. is I'm like what is what is Gillen what does it mean? mean yeah servant of Saint John
3: who's Saint John
2: I don't even know but okay. the point is yeah it's stupid and that and you know <laughs> it was like it
3: is, it is- it is you stupid knew,
2: you knew that it was like i don't know if this script works and it's like well you know gillen means a servant of saint john it's like oh okay cool it's a great script <laughs> great script <laughs> um, John.
4: but that's well, the kind of well, what's, shit what's saint john's thing yeah, i don't know thing? but my thing
2: to you kenny is this is how this gets made because it's like in the main characters named gillen i bet you've never heard of anyone named gillen and you're like yeah no i haven't i'm the fucking human <laughs> sure
3: being. yeah human being. it's
2: like well it actually means this and it's so deep and you're like oh fuck you do you need to make this movie
4: i agree with you completely i think someone came with a big fucking presentation with a big fucking powerpoint that was horribly made and horribly animated with all of these you know like like crazy serial killer lines going from one <laughs> <thing> to <laughs> yeah, another yeah. and and uh like a big board like that but you know they show up like 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 this, like like jumping out of the screen. Yeah. JFK uh, oh, Princess Diana. Yes. Like Harris like uh like like uh what's the what's the company in Step Brothers?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um
4: Platinum, Platinum uh, worldwide, prestige, prestige worldwide, Prestige, Prestige Worldwide. Prestige Worldwide. It's like it a game with the, yeah. the prestige worldwide pitch. Sure. But for this, and someone was like, Yo, you just blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take, all, take all my money uh, um which let's maybe, it was, maybe it was maybe it was 15 year old me who bought the bible code it was like ah
3: i figured i'm gonna figure it out where you do did you like it when you read it kenny
4: um look I, I'll, I'll put it this way i read it and uh i read so infrequently it i was is gonna so say you did read it hard for me to read so i only read things beyond the first 30 pages that actually intrigued me.
2: Wait, so but you were probably in college when this came up.
4: No, I'm younger than you. I'm a child. So you were like in high school? I was like 15.
2: (laughs) Seriously. And you read the
4: Bible. (laughs) Yeah, it was the kind of thing I would be. Hunter, I grew up like when I say I don't read, like I don't read, but like I grew up with the all with the almanac, the world almanac, the U.S. almanac and the sports almanac like next to my band every year. And I would read the almanac every night, or I would read the Guinness book of old records every night, but like the sure. old fat, fat ones that sure, weren't sure. like that weren't really yeah, yeah, for yeah. consumption there for nerds. Like I, I just, this kind of shit, this kind of like, I, I had a, I had a book called the hundred most influential people of all time. Sure. Would just read that stuff. Like that was the kind of stuff that interested me. Not like, you know, grapes of wrath, which sure, I sure. tried reading recently. And got no, thirty pages and said, "I don't think
2: anybody liked reading that. No hard one likes reading back.
4: Hard pass on grapes of wrath. That's
2: that's your fucking allegory and shit. Yeah, yeah. Just well, but the- well,
4: like a hundred years ago, I mean, it was, it was like literally like eighty years ago. So yeah, you can't tell the stories. You can't. But but today, tell the story. I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad saying this. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm like you know knocking down this whole swath of high art, but like." again what is the fucking point just to say you did it yep yeah
3: i mean boo boo to that boo Um, (laughs) let's let's do this piece of art um i didn't see this film in 99 uh didn't know this film existed until we decided to do this podcast uh before this podcast i would have given this film a 13 which feels appropriate um, but after this podcast, I went up a little bit. I enjoyed this okay. podcast enough, and I feel like uh I feel like Kenny gave me a better appreciation of how incompetently dense this movie, like what this movie's <laughs> trying to do. That's what I went for. Um and 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 I totally so, dense. <laughs> so I'm I'm going up to I'm going up to a 20. Okay. Um I think that I mean no one should watch this film. I don't think anyone should <laughs> should do that to themselves. Um but I'm I'm happy I did it. Obviously I'm thrilled to talk with Hunter and Kenny about any movie. But yes. but I do think that uh to your point Kenny, it's not the worst film that we've done. Um because it's got a lot of shit going on that's obviously a mess and all over the place, but like it's, I guess, more intriguing than something like Love Stinks, which is just basement shit. And Simon says, to your point as well, is more fun because Rodman's in on the joke, and the whole thing just feels like a big lark. Yeah. Whereas, like, this movie takes itself too seriously to, like, find real enjoyment out of it. Like, even when it's cracking wise, which I don't recommend Casper Dien ever do that, because there's moments when, like, he's cracking <laughs> jokes, and you're like, what was that a, like was that a joke and like what anyway uh it's so like that's the, ho- the
2: hottest guy in high school trying to do stand-up you're like yeah oh, there's like a
3: there's a moment when Just when, when oxenberg so comes up to him and says something like um you know alexander's the bad guy for lack of a better way of putting it and casper looks around he's like where's the camera we're clearly on candy camera and i'm like well first of all that's a bad joke Bad joke, but also could not have been delivered any worse. Right. <laughs> so, like, it's just a real double whammy. Uh, Kenny, wh- where do you land on uh, on the Omega Code? It's
4: funny. I mean, just to, we haven't talked about Catherine Oxenberg much. I, I still can't really get over the fact that this girl had it made as a princess of Yugoslavia or whatever Slavic country she wound sure. up in. Yeah. And uh, instead decided to move to America to star in the world's worst movies. <laughs> um, and shows- then her daughter joined a cult. It just shows how hard it is to to make it in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, so you really you really did get on my wavelength with this one. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a twenty two before the podcast for you know the reasons I've espoused during the course of this podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it up a little bit to be honest. I'm gonna kick it up to twenty five. Okay. Uh, I want I want it to be you know made very clear. One of the worst movies uh, I've seen. One of the worst movies i have ever seen. Yep. But I do think this is a closer to the room. Than to right. a movie like Birdemic, which is just like painfully incompetent Right. and pain, like you just that's that's someone's joke disaster mm-hmm. that you would you never should have to watch. Whereas right. the room is you know unbelievably watchable and made by an alien. This is a lot closer <laughs> to being like made by an alien. And I do think I think this deserves some credit for being unlike any movie. I've ever seen. Yep. Uh and the mere fact he created something new, even if like, yep. you know, you created something like horrible and disgusting, <laughs> is like is 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 reason alone not to like give it much worse than than I would say a 20 is like like a, a, a gentlemanly score for this type of movie. But I'm gonna go 25. I think it uh I I think there's very little here, but not zero.
2: Hunter, go ahead. Wow.
4: Um
2: I would have given a 10 before I got on here. Sure. I'm gonna go a solid 20. And something that I didn't bring up yet that I think I think this could have been a good miniseries. A five <laughs> or six episode thing. You wanted more? I just think it could have been fleshed out more. Yeah. I, I don't enjoy... I always think you have a story problem when all of a sudden there's a Chiron that says one year later. I always think that's a <laughs> yeah. bad sign that your story is yeah. probably not working the way you want it to. Yeah. Um, they just needed to jump ahead a little bit. <laughs> Need everybody to kind of move yeah. along, um, but it, it feels like, and maybe maybe this is the next uh, uh, Franco brothers, Seth Rogen thing. They tackle the remake of this movie. Uh, no, but um, it, it feels like it could have been. it Would have been better served as a made-for-TV miniseries. But
3: then I, I guess maybe you don't get the
4: budget. I
3: don't know. Anyway.
4: I, I don't. I, yeah. We, we also may have forgiven it because that actually, when I said that you've never really seen anything like it, I would never watch the stuff that kind of feels like it, but it does yeah. feel like there have been, certainly like you were talking about the beginning, Hunter, in the nineties, uh, thing, things with this production, this level of production value. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, but I, I do think like just to put a fine point on what I was saying, you know, the Birdemic, or, you know, when we hit and we were talking about all the uh, Asylum movies. Those movies all saw, they were all uh, inspired by the movies and they set out to make a really bad version of them, which I think is really cynical and kind of gross. Um, whereas I do think that they really set out to make a great movie here. And I think that some people walked away from this saying, like, I think we might've changed the world and that's the <laughs> shit, that's gold, right? That's I, I that's agree. that's the Ed Wood yeah. like that the the end of Ed Wood moment where like you know that's why Ed Wood is so like unbelievably fascinating because his brain works in such a weird ass way. And that's fun. I'm not saying I'm not saying I want more of these people. Yeah, I do not. Like but when one sneaks through the cracks and actually like gets the budget and gets a few people to come and help him with it, what a what a gift. Yeah, you know it's speaking? like it's like outsider art or whatever. Yeah
3: um thank you so much for coming on to talk yeah. about the omega code with us and diving into all things i don't know christian codes and stuff i don't know yes. um, thank you it, it was a it was a joy it's always a joy we, we can't can wait always to have you
4: count back. on you hunter that's you know you're you're that's you're my thing. you're my religion
3: huh.
4: you're my religion i don't believe <laughs> yeah, in god I mean, but i believe in hunter that's, that's lovely. So nice.
3: I i do too um, um, thank you so much, and we look forward to having you on in the future. For I feel
4: like it, I feel like it was
2: less than a week ago you texted me and was like, "Will you come do this movie?" It was it was, was like, n- yes. no
3: more than no more than four days ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it yeah. was
3: it was. Hey, want to come up for the Omega Code? Yeah, it's fucking crazy, and you're like, "Yeah, sure,
2: sure, let's do it." Yeah, and, and it's on Tubi, That's it's on Tubi. Works, right? <laughs> if you don't sign up for Tubi and you're just a guest, then the next time you go on Tubi, it will not keep where you were is that true
3: in the movie yes so you gotta yeah. get your free account oh my god i, I didn't create
4: that. account i i fast forwarded to get i, to get I just to sat I through the
3: whole thing all at once guys it was a joy Ugh. uh yeah it was awful i don't recommend. how do you guys
4: it. feel about to be ads
3: don't like them Ugh, very weird. They're, like a weird they're weird ads. yeah they're like did not, you guys get the ad yeah. with the woman to, for forward what's did forward you, I don't. I don't know. It's just this woman <laughs> talking about like this is. It felt very culty. It felt very kind of scientific. Oh, I like it. It was weird. Yeah, and they're, she showed up in yeah. every ad break.
1: Mm. Hmm. I just
3: right. their ads were weird. But Pluto also. I think that I know Kenny's a big Pluto fan. I am not a fan of Pluto's interface. I find it very love hard it. to oh, love it. All
2: right. I like Thank IMDb TV, TV, but I guess that's sort of just Amazon now.
3: It is right. Yeah. I think they're like yeah, doing well, like it's owned by Amazon.
2: But they're doing like original programming. They are doing they are. original programming now. Garcia's doing a thing. Yep. Yeah. I'm sh- somebody else. some yeah. Something
4: awesome. Yeah. Some yeah. I, I think. Uh, I mean, I assume Tubi and and uh, I think Tubi is actually. And I'm sure Pluto. And they all will. Like, we got it made, guys. Content creators. I'm doing a show on Tubi Boom. called, called uh,
2: "Tubi or Not Tubi." Yeah. It's, it's a game show where <laughs> people say if something's on Tubi or not. So that'll be coming out in the fall.
3: It's a real moving target since things are on Tubi and then sometimes not on That's yeah, why it's no, a good show. It's hard to
2: yeah. win the million dollars, you know? Yeah. I'm
4: <laughs> it's, a <sorry>. <laughs> it's a million dollars.
2: It's a million dollars. Every episode's a million dollars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Drop that's, Dead
4: Fred was on Tubi in February, but it is now March and it is I'm no sorry. longer on Tubi. <laughs>
3: You've been eliminated. <laughs> wow. That's great. Uh, thanks again, Hunter. Always a pleasure. Yeah. We, want to, we hope to have you back again. Uh, I'll try to give you more than four days notice in the future. No, please. But, uh, I love it. I right. love it. One last thing. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, speaking of subscribing, check out our Patreon on all the best films of 1989. Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Fabulous Baker Boys, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, Field of Dreams, Major League, and many, many more. We are covering all the best films of 1989 with amazing guests like Joanna Robinson, Also, please check out our Reddit as well at reddit.com backslash podcastlikeits. We're also on Twitter at podcastlikeits. We're also on Instagram at podcastlikeits. Thank you to Ernie and Will for producing our episode, Sullivan for our social media, Yonkatas for our artwork and theme songs. And most of all, thank you all for listening.